0: Welcome back to Idle Talk. It's been a while. It's been a while since we had a regular regular sitting in front of you episode. Um, we've been doing the minis for a little bit. It was good and dandy. We're having fun with those things. If you hear that background audio, that is my mini fridge. Um, we didn't hear it last time, so I'm hoping we don't hear it this time now that we're like physically closer to it. Um, over here, I have a wall. A makeshift wall that i made with bookcases and i'm looking at them through the window not the window the mirror i have directly across from me and they're a little slanted cuz then there's nothing leveled in this house but um let's get into it um we're bringing you another like kind of like reddit e uh episode but more of like shit i just saw and i screenshotted and sent it to the boys i'm just going to talk about it here i think that's the easiest thing to do um fun fact i just got off the phone with Georgetown. And, uh, your boy's going back in the summer, so, claps, furthering our education, I mean, we're halfway through, so we might as well finish it, and maybe that extra piece of paper gets us paid a little bit more than we already do, so, you know, I'm excited to go back, kind of, right, because, you know, school, ugh, but, um, I think I'm gonna take my hard class in the beginning of the summer, and then an easy class at the end of the summer, so I can, uh, do some other things that I have planned, um, for the end of August, but, um, i'm excited really but scared but also like gonna get some money financial aid right (laughs) but um yeah let's just jump right into it um i've got some some things i got in my motherfucking uh screenshot folders oh i just remembered i have to call amazon Later today, so that's gonna be fun and dandy. Um, so, we'll start with uh, I have a folder called Screenshots for Show. I think I remember telling you guys that. Um, it's very rainy outside, but we'll go right into it. Um, first thing I saw that I thought was interesting, and it says, Your partner not wanting you to engage in unhealthy behavior regular drug use drinking poor handling of money hanging around with negative influence etc is not being controlling i said what i said so now that's interesting because they list a couple of things in this like little um picture that i saw and um somebody in whoever posted this right their comment section was like uh where does the line get drawn at this though playing video games eating unhealthy food falls under this umbrella too and um, the guy responded whenever your piece is disturbed. I have no idea what the fuck that means in context to the uh the the original post, right? But I, I think that um a lot of people don't know what controlling really is, what it really truly is, and they think everything um comes as controlling. Um but then there's this like that the grey area where you're like, Am I controlling or am I just looking out for you am i worried or am i trying to control how you live your life yeah sometimes i I ask myself that when i'm giving somebody advice or something to do or like if they ask me right if if you ask me for advice and i tell you what to do um like you verbatim ask me for advice sometimes i like do i send this do i want you to do this because i think it's the best thing for you or do i want you to do this because i think that this actually will be the best thing for you, you know And this, that sentence didn't really change But there's like a different connotation to it It's like, I think that might be the best thing for you to do But is it going to be the best thing for you to do, right? Is it gonna be the best thing for you? Not because I think it's gonna be the best thing for you So like, it's, it's again, that sentence really didn't change But it's, is it gonna be for you? Or is it gonna be for you because I said it's gonna be for you kind of deal So um, that was interesting to kind of think about I was just like, eh Sometimes it's better to you know let people be people, pretty much. But um, on to the next thing. Um, Apparently, there's a Flintstones comic book. And I saw this random Facebook page tweet out a little piece of it, right? Like a, like a page, right? And it's Fred Flintstone. And he says, and I did not think this was going to say what he said. But he said, marriage is like insurance. You only enter into a lifetime commitment because you're afraid of the future. But does being married mean she will love me forever, or is it just my attempt to keep her from finding someone better? Is marriage really a sacred bond, or just the illusion of security? And I and I saw this <laughs> while I was like parked somewhere, um, just killing some time before my next thing. And I thought to myself, why the fuck are you asking these kind of questions in a fucking in the fucking Flintstones comic book? And I and I was just so like, I don't want to say distraught, but I was like damn bro why is this so heavy for no reason like why did you have to make me feel kind of sad about this (laughs) i wasn't feeling sad today but why did you make me feel kind of sad today next we saw it says people who've had unexplainable encounters what's your story and this guy comments this guy says this it's not it's not an actual like thread it's just a, a picture that i saw and it said my childhood friend was home alone while his parents were traveling he was in the bedroom upstairs when he heard his mom call up the stairs to come get dinner He popped his head out of his room and called, Mom, are you home already? There was a long beat, but then after a few seconds, his mom walked slowly around the corner, coming from where the kitchen was, and looked straight up at him from the bottom of the steps. She just smiled and walked right back to the kitchen. That that didn't sit right with him. He slammed the door shut, locked it, and um, called... Can you fucking... Hello, technology? (laughs) Okay. He locked it and called his mom. She answered immediately and was several states over, hundreds of miles away. So I saw this, and I was like, okay, there's like a a little chance that that's real, right? Like a teeny tiny bit of a chance that that's real. But also, like, that's a good story. You know, whoever wrote that, I'm like, oof, you had me. You had me. That's pretty crazy. But um, the fact that this might be real, right? There's a little chance. Like, let's give it like a 2% chance that this is real. That's so fucked, right? Because I have my own paranormal stories, right? But but it's in like the proper setting, right? Like I set the I set the scene, like you know, like it'd be obvious not to make a scary story out of it, or like not and let it not be true, because everything falls in line. But this dude is just home by himself, alone, wherever he lives. His parents go on a little vacation, and that happens. I'm like, to me, that's not the right setting for it, you know. So that's what makes it extra scary, because that's just that's your house. That's your regular, regular house. Like, that's if, if Malik called me just now from the fucking hall. And then I know he's at work. And I know he's not here yet, right? And then I call him to be like, yo, are you home? And he's like, nah, I just got off the bus. I always shit my pants. Because this is my house. I live in here. This is where I sleep. This is where I do XYZ. Like, why the fuck is this shit happening in my house? So, yeah, so that, that kind of uh, freaked me out a little bit. So next on Twitter, we're moving to Twitter because there's a tweet I saw. And it said, "What's your proudest therapy moment?" Mine was when my therapist said I have a high threshold for suffering. So poor girl, poor girl, right? Yep, yep, poor girl. That that fucking sucks. <laughs> the fact that you can handle suffering like a lot of it, it's it's uh, it's showing how you've been treated as a, as a person and how um, you receive that kind of stuff and you know it's empowering. That yeah, I hope that you you do I hope it doesn't like crumble you and crush you, but um. I got kind of sad seeing this tweet, and then I was like, huh, what are my therapy moments? What are my proud moments? Um, and I think it was, like, the mandated therapy that I had to do in college, um, or I would have lost my job. Um, And and throughout the entire, like, session, right, I had to hit, hit eight sessions, right? So from day one all the way down to, like, week eight, and I was just like, she tells me, and the therapist goes, like, you know, after, like, speaking with you and, like, you know, working out all the different things, like... You were right at the beginning. I didn't really think you were going to be right. I thought you were coming out of an emotional place to do blah, 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 blah. And then just hearing her say I was right and like how I felt and how I handled it and how things got handled. Just hearing her say I was right was fucking like... That put the cherry on top. First, I worked out these problems, right? And I worked it out with somebody impartial. And I felt great afterwards. But then, like, at the end, hearing that, I was like, damn. I knew it wasn't tripping, so... (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's just something cool to experience. So let me know what's your proudest therapy moment, if you have one. Either like write in the comments or like DM it to me, however you want to share it. Um, the next tweet I saw, and it's um, from Pop Base, right? Uh, that's the original tweet, and it says, Jeanette McCurdy announces new memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, out August 9th. And then somebody quote tweeted in, That's how you get me to read your book. And honestly... I want to read the book because that is a crazy title. That's like a that's like a YouTube video. That's a clickbait YouTube video, but a fucking book. And it's probably going to be like 20 bucks, And a lot of people are going to pre-order it and buy it. So I'm excited for that book to come out August 9th. I hope it, it's this year that it comes out. Not that it was released last August 9th because I haven't checked. I'm not going to check. I'm only going to check in August. But, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty fucking funny because we all know what Jeanette McCurdy went through. At least I hope you all know what she went through on Nick and on iCarly and stuff like that. So... Um, that's why she's not in the Paramount Plus uh, reboot, but um, you know, much respect and much love to her. Um, next, <laughs> I sent this to my friend specifically, and I was like, I was like, this is you, and it, the 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 picture shows it says, "I remember when breaking up was so easy. Nowadays, you have to press charges, and that's so true, ladies. Nowadays, I feel like all of y'all just pick the worst dudes, and now you got to." press charges on him and get a restraining order in order for him to not be in your life. And vice versa, too. Some guys just fuck anything that comes their way, and then they end up in a super duper duper uber 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 toxic relationship. And I've never been in one. I kind of realized, like, seeing, sending this to my friend and just kind of, like, telling them, I was like, you know, I realize I've never been in a toxic relationship because I've seen your relationship, and your shit is actually toxic and... That kind of made me like, like, oh, shit, thanks for all uh, the untoxic relationships that I've ever had. So that was pretty uh, interesting to kind of have that revelation without really, like, rubbing it in, I guess. Um, Somebody said (laughs) on this Facebook group that that I'm in, I'm not going to say the name. I'm just going to cut that out. But it says, horny bonkers. What do you do when you're in the mood and your significant other isn't? How do you cope with that? In my relationship, it's pretty hard to find me and my significant other to be on the same page in that case most of the time i'm with blue balls (laughs) and when i'm in the mood then no matter what my significant other does it is now to me what does it is now to me what the fuck i'm in mood then no matter what my significant other does it is now to me whatever fuck whatever you do because it's breeding time i have a fetish for impregnating that's too much information. I have a problem with getting back to normal self because when I'm in the mood or drunk in the feeling, I don't care about the rest and all I want is sexy time. I want to hear your opinion so that maybe something something inspires me to focus away from it and try the other time. Somebody immediately comments, sleep with someone else. <laughs> Duh. And that I was going to suggest that, honestly, without even reading this whole thing. I just, uh, the very top section, without reading that whole fucking, that's so you know I didn't read it, the, the paragraph I just read to you. After you said... Um, and your, your significant other isn't How do you cope with that I just was going to say Sleep someone um, I'm going to call her daddy alumni And that's what that's what is uh, is recommended Okay Because if you don't find it there Find it somewhere else And when you do Just break up With your person That you were dating Because It's part of it right You know Not to say like I mean if every single time you try And <laughs> they're not in the mood Then you know Something's up They probably don't like you Let's be real. Probably don't like you enough to have sex with you. Um, they're probably going through something. So maybe ask them first before you break up with them. Um, try to communicate, right? Before you cheat. <laughs> I feel like cheating It should be a rest, last resort. But it's just um, all my time just on social media is like, nah, cheat on them first. Ask questions later. So that's my um, thing. Next, I think my friend Val posted this on uh, Instagram stories. And it was a, it was like a reel. So I screenshotted it because it was like three seconds long and I didn't want to fucking keep watching the reel. I'm not giving you that fucking engagement, fucking asshole, whatever your name is, the mindset, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he said, this advice changed my life. Separate your days into four quarters. In a the game, there are four quarters just because you underperform one quarter doesn't mean you underperform the other three. You still have a game to win. <clears throat> it says, you have morning, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., late day. Which is I don't know how that's a late day, but ten AM to twelve PM. And then you have the afternoon, twelve to seven PM, and then you have your night, seven PM until you go to bed. And I've been kind of um t- I, I screenshotted this because I felt like I saw the the breakdown. Um I didn't necessarily see the times, but um I don't I don't think late day is ten AM to twelve, but it's whatever. I'll call it, I'd like to call it midday, probably. Now, I, when I get home, sometimes I write in my journal and I break down my day like that. I'm like, what did I do from 5 to 9? Oh, I woke up early, fell asleep, went to the gym, got home, showered, got ready to go to work, you know, things like that. And I kind of rate my, my quarters pretty much. And, you know, by kind of going back and breaking down the day, I kind of realized that I've had better days than I thought just because, like, I get home tired, exhausted or something or whatever the case may be, maybe traffic. And then, you know, then those negative uh, emotions kind of make it feel like my day was bad. But when I go back and kind of like do this little exercise, I realize my day was much better than I thought. And I kind of get to appreciate the fact that I do this. So that's something I've been doing lately. (laughs) This next uh, thing is from Twitter. And it's uh, this person tweets. On a bra in his suitcase, and he said it was, it's his from when he was fat years back. He said he had saggy titties and kept it to remind him how far he's come with his weight loss journey. And I think the original tweet was like, what's the most out-of-pocket lie a man has ever told you? And I saw that, and I immediately started crying. Like, immediately, I just dying laughing. And then somebody replies instantly and says, Heavenly Father, the scream might have scrimped. So... The audacity of men sometimes Um, The next one is uh, something I sent my boys on Signal We kind of migrated our group chat from WhatsApp to Signal now Um, So now, this is when I was so fucking sore from work and going to the gym And I told them, I said, I put icy hots on my knees and hamstrings and lower back And now my balls are hot so, I don't know how that happened, because I didn't touch them, but I was just, like, putting it on my hamstrings, and on my, like, thighs, and on my back, and then I guess just by fucking proxy, it fucking got caught in the middle of that, and so, I, it was an uncomfortable time, for sure, um, and so then I googled what happens if you have Icy Hot on your balls, and then I found this Reddit post, I didn't screenshot the Reddit post, I just told Malik about it, and it was like that this guy used to ferociously masturbate with Icy Hot, and then eventually he got like third degree burnt or something like that, and I was like, "Isn't that crazy, bro?" And he, Millie was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "That's he's like that's fucking crazy." And then I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Would you try it once?" And he's like, "Would I try it once?" I said, "I would." And he's like, hmm, "Me too." And so we kind of had that moment. I didn't get to try it. I did not go to try it. I don't. I I got it on my balls accidentally. Um so I didn't like that feeling But if I didn't know the feeling I probably would have tried it So next is a Google search that I did I I was like How the fuck do you keep your car clean Like like from getting so dusty and shit Right Because dust is in my car all the time No matter how much I fucking wipe down my center console XYZ I'm cleaning my shit I'm just like annoyed that this gets so dusty sometimes And then I um googled something And then the first result in the images was how to keep your car from getting butt burningly hot this summer I didn't cl- I didn't click the link but I just thought it was so fucking funny that that was the fucking tagline from a page called popular science so that was I think that was pretty funny next it says in case no one told you today you look hella cute and your ex ain't shit unless I'm your ex then sorry for your loss and you know that day I don't know why I screenshotted that but I felt that vibe you know I was like yeah Sorry for your loss <laughs> to everybody that's ever entered and left my life. So um, you know, this is your sign. If you see this, this is your sign to fucking tell, tell, just say sorry for your loss and move on. Get out of here. Do something else. Get pretty. Do something else. You know, have fun with it. Um, next, this is my favorite to <laughs> I think tweet I've seen so far, and it says my vibrator wasn't charging yesterday night till I smacked it. Women in tech, <laughs> and all my women in tech. Love, I love that you're in this industry. Amazing, I love it for sure. One million, billion, bajillion percent. Um, I thought it was funny, and I sent it to a couple people. That I was like, wow, look at you being a woman in tech. And it was, it was a nice little moment, this little ha 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 or ja 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 ja. But um, I don't know. I thought that was a funny tweet, and I kind of wanted to share it with you guys. Next, this has been eating at me <laughs> for like a bit uh, lately. So there was this reel that I saw of this woman. And the most disgusting thing ever to me, and it was an ingredient list, right? It was like, how do I make how to make vegetables taste good, right? When she cooks brown beef, she uh she says add a cauliflower rice to any ground beef recipe with sauce. Kids will never know they're eating veggies, right? But she has the the meat is not cooked fully, right? And there's like a big puddle of like the fat and the grease and the extra juice that not you don't necessarily need, right? And she, in the in the real she just adds it in after it's, like, done, and then she adds, like, the tomato sauce thing, and it looks good. Food looks good. Sounds yummy. But I'm, like, I left a comment, and I said, it concerns me that people don't drain their ground beef because I feel like you should drain it because I drained it a couple of times um, before this video, before that video I saw. This, this happened a while ago, a while ago. I think I was coming back from fucking New York at the time. Um to back to Baltimore with Malik and I and I commented this while he was driving and you got a lot of comments just fucking people telling me that that's fucking dumb but I got 61 likes so apparently 61 people agree with me that you should drain your ground beef because with steak like you put it on the cutting board, you let it rest, you cut it, right? You and then you plate it. You don't fucking grab that blood and be like, "Oh, fucking let me just drizzle that shit right on it," right? So, if like if you if you drain your ground beef, right? If you drain your ground beef, and then you take it out, it, gets, it takes out that excess shit. I'm I'm not a fan of having that excess shit in my food, right? Because I feel like if you cooked it right, your fucking meat should be juicy anyway. So they're like, oh, no, kelp, keep, keep your meat juicy. Like, it makes taste good. I'm like, bro, you don't need necessarily all that fucking gross shit to make your food taste good. You're just fucking being gross at that point. And this person says most of that liquid is either water hemoglobin or some small percent grease you need oil to cook veggies like this so i always just toss my onions and garlic after removing my finished meat doing doing something has more flavor to your dishes and it's less wasteful bro bro grease fat you could waste that bro you could waste it it's like me saying like oh i keep my fucking toilet paper and re- wash it and reuse it So I could be less wasteful No you fucking dickhead So I just I'm just on team Throw the excess fat away Honestly You don't need it You don't need it It's gross I, I challenge all of you If you if you cook ground beef Cook it Then drain it And then once you drain it Put back your meat right But leave that That drain thing That you just used And you're gonna see How fucking fast That shit Greases up And like Is all blobby And shit And you want that That little residue, right? That's left over, right? Because it doesn't all drain away, right? Most of it does. But in that, in that like drain pan that you got, it's gonna be, you're gonna see like what that is. But then just imagine that little amount in your fucking body because you decided that, oh, I'm gonna add it to my dish. I'm gonna continue to put it in my body. Like that's why we feel so fucking slow and sluggish most of the time. It's like because we're eating excess shit that we don't necessarily need. And so I don't know. I just. I got kind of mad that day. I was like, man, let me fucking put my phone away if I fucking do something stupid on the internet. Um, and I've been catching myself lately a lot doing that. Been like, let me fucking lock my phone and let me not fucking say some shit. And it's been helping me a lot. I, I tweet less. <laughs> I comment less because, frankly, I'm like, it's not worth the fucking brain exhaustion that it's causing me. And it's not worth me saying some out-of-pocket shit and get it taken out of context. And then it's fucking up my whole my my whole mission of, like, growing this podcast and growing this brand. So, at the end of the day, I just don't fucking comment on shit anymore. Unless privately. Next is this lovely pictures that I saw on, on Twitter. And it was this girl who says, would you blank me? Right? And it's, like, the fucking, like, underline line. In, in the Instagram caption, and then she she tweets, I, I put this on Instagram, and then I went back an hour later and changed the caption, and she changed the caption to, "Would you misgender me?" And there's 140 comments of people saying yes or no doubt absolutely, and it's so funny to see. Just I just thought like that you know, was just like pure villainy at that point. Oh shit, we're at the end. That was everything I had for you guys. So um, yeah, thanks for listening to this week's Idle Talk. Um, I think I had some. That was not the end. Shit, I didn't add the Reddit um shit I screenshotted. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of Reddit things, and I just want you to uh listen. So we'll, we'll we'll end it with this funny one. But um, I was on our call her daddy right, and it said a relationship advice, please. My boyfriend and I had an argument yesterday because his friends want to go to some gamer convention thing in Dallas. Two of his friends are single and the other one has a girlfriend that he would be taking with him. My boyfriend said probably wouldn't take me because I'm not into that stuff. He didn't even ask if I wanted to though. It's a four day trip and the argument was more so about how single guys would want to go to clubs and get girls because that's just how they are. I told him I would not be comfortable with him going with them because of that I trust him but I don't trust his friends. They're a little younger than him and still in their party phase so they like to drink a lot do coke etc my boyfriend is easily peer pressured especially drunk into making bad decisions i don't think he would cheat on me but i'm scared that he would get too drunk and not be aware of his actions am i in the wrong i don't want to come off as controlling by any means i do have trust issues because i've been cheated on in the past but again it's not that I don't trust him. It's just I don't trust his friends. Help, please. Okay, girly. All right, we're going to solve this for you. Yeah, I think the answer is fairly simple. I think you just let him do his thing. Just let him go, right? You can't control his friends. Right? You said it yourself. They're younger. They're going to want to do X, Y, and Z, right? You have to put the ultimate trust in your man. Why? Because at the end of the day, anything he does is his responsibility. You're putting an external responsibility on his friends, right? One of his friends has a girlfriend. She's gone with them. She's going to hang out with them, right? And you're putting too much of an expectation on his other friends who are single. You're like, oh, I don't want you to peer pressure my dude. No, at the end of the day, they don't owe you shit, right? No one owes you shit but your man, okay? Um, And I just think that you just need to trust them a little bit. Actually, trust him like blind trust at this point because it's, it feels like you're not going to like what's going to happen if he just goes on his own and you don't agree with it. So, I feel like you need to make peace, quote unquote, with the fact that he's going to go. You need to make peace with the fact that his two friends, who are younger and single, are going to go. And you need to just keep the people accountable who need to be held accountable. So, I don't want you to hold his friends accountable for anything that they do. They don't owe you shit, all right. They might not even like you, right? So I don't know where the expectation is that you could possibly stop them from doing anything like that, because it feels like you want them to not do the things they want to do. I think you just need to tell your man that, like, hey, okay? I'm not making, I'm not letting any of your friends be responsible for any of the actions you're gonna do, and I'm gonna let you be responsible for it. Because at the end of the day, it's you, it's your body, it's your dick. Do what you want with it, and I think that's just how you need to move. That's that's how you need to move, I think, in my opinion. Okay, so I stumbled upon this thread. Uh, not this thread, this uh, subreddit called Dirty Confession. And the tagline hooked me in immediately. And it says, I let my boss fuck me for a promotion from a 26-year-old female. And it says, anyway, two years ago, I was due for a promotion at my job. Should I have gotten it six months prior, but there were budget issues. So I was concerned that when evaluations came again, I would be passed over. My suspicions were correct. My manager hinted that I probably wouldn't receive the promotion. Anyways, we had a holiday party coming up at my boss's house, and I didn't want to go because I hate those things. So I went, and everyone was friendly. The party was fun. But I noticed my boss's boss's, I noticed my boss's boss eyes on my ass. It was obvious that he liked what he saw, so I flirted with him a little, and he was super receptive. I decided to be bold and I asked him if he would speak alone, and he told me he doesn't normally talk business outside of work hours. But he's making an exception. We stepped into the other room, and I asked about the promotion. He said he would be thinking about it. I asked him if there was anything I could do to convince him. Decided to be bold and grabbed him since he was already staring at my tits. Also, this guy has a reputation for sleeping with his workers. He was so hard. I rubbed him a little over his pants, and he smiled, found a chair, and sat down. Told me I couldn't. it couldn't hurt to lock the door. I locked it, and I pulled his wiener out. And teased him with the tip of my tongue. At first, it circled his head before letting my tongue trace up his... This is getting real descriptive. Anyway, so she's giving him a blowjob. She's, like, doing it slow. Um, she's fucking very fucking descriptive. So, basically, he does that thing men do that women hate. When they grab you by the head and just fucking shove you down. So, he's doing that. And she doesn't like it, clearly. <laughs> she mentions it. Um, so, she so she's dealing with that. And then he asks her, Kill let me see your your boobs and so he pulls down um his her dress um what and she says exposing my perky tits okay like why is it that descriptive and so basically he pulls her on her, her his lap um and is doing some weird shit with her nipples and she doesn't like it um and she's just hoping that she wants this promotion she's gonna get this promotion she says she wants it bad um, I would have let him do anything to me. <laughs> he spun me around to the table behind us. He pulled my underwear down. and didn't even ask if it was okay or check if I was wet. She probably wasn't wet. Um, and then he starts fucking her from behind. And then she's like, "It's it's rough. Yeah, doesn't like it. Um, kind of hurted, but she wanted the promotion. Uh, I was just hoping that he would finish quick. To be honest. So he pounded away, grabbing my butt, slapping it. He goes faster and faster. I could tell he's getting close. He pulls out. Finishes on my butt. Says that was fun. Strains up. Leaves first. Left them. Left her covered in his uh, juice. And she goes back to the party and act like nothing happened. And then <laughs> she finishes the story with, "Oh, also I didn't get the promotion." Lol. Lol. Oh no! All that. All that. Fucking descriptive as fuck. I'll give you that. But all that. Just to not get the promotion. <laughs> And I think that's where we'll end it That's where we'll end it I'm like still like Kind of mind boggled by that But Would you Fuck somebody To get a promotion I'm asking you men Men right Cause you talk Talking to the girls No I'm talking to you You fucking slut Of a man Cause I know you would Fucking whore Anyway, that's where we we'll end this week's Idle Talk. Remember, follow us on TikTok and Instagram, Idle Talk Pod. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us five stars on those platforms. Uh, share the podcast with somebody. I think this will be a funny one to share. Um, and that's it. That's it for me. I've, I've been having a good good weeks so far. Um, I'm back in the groove of getting episodes done. So feel free to let me know how you think about this episode. I think my audio issues are fixed. Hopefully, I think they're fixed. But That was this week's Idle Talk. I'm Fernando, and uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.